Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> BFFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with a bald faced truth. Bruce Barnum is the Portland State football coach. He is fresh off Big Sky Media Day. Uh, he's got a lot to talk about with his team. I got a lot to catch up with him, and he's joining us now. Bruce Barnum, thank you for making time. Hey. John, thanks for having us. Kim, know, Kim, uh, yeah, welcome ahead. to the heat wave. Welcome to the heat wave. Good Lord. What do you guys do when it's this hot and you got to practice or you got guys working out? Uh, ice bath. You know, I made a mistake, John. Oh, I didn't make a mistake. I made a – we went to Camp Riley a few years ago, right? Yep. And I bought 12 water troughs, stainless steel, 10 foot across, circles, and they I put them on the ridge, right, and it, it was beautiful. Because the the barracks at Camp Riley are on a ridge, you can kind of look out, you know, and see everything. And we filled them up with ice, filled them up with that yada yada yada. And, but we haven't been back. Pandemic, we couldn't get it this year. Last year, my guys didn't want to do it, so I have twelve water troughs <laughs> that we're trying to figure out what to do with, and they're big, John. So if you have cows or horses. You know, and you want to support Barney Ball, I think I got a deal for you. Anyway, what were you asking? You know, you know what you do is we got a friend, okay? I don't know if you have friends like this. Anna has a friend, okay? And they're really into fitness and health, and they, they do an ice bath. I'm not right, up. That's what our guy, that's what yeah. we did at the, at the deal. I'm not up for an ice bath, but all you have to do is, is, is you get in the health and fitness business and be like, look, this, this is what we do, and then you sell these ice bath things and you get them off your chest. Stop right there. Let's roll back here. I mean, you got people driving now; they're laughing. Barnum in the health and fitness business, really. What are we going to sell? Hot dogs? Come on. Well, so did you get in the ice baths or just your guys? I have. Yes, I did. at Riley, I did. I saddled up and dipped down and watched the sunset and watched the helicopters land. You know, and it, it, it was good, but it was colder than the it, it was cold. Yeah. What does that do? What does that do for you? Because I've jumped in water, like I've revived. jumped in. Yeah, revive. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I use. It wakes you up for sure. Yeah, you know? that's revived. All right, Google. All right, so let's talk about Media Day. You just got off of Media Day. You were in Spokane. How long were you in Spokane for this event? Um, arrived Saturday. Uh, we had to be there for a Hall of Fame dinner. Uh, so drove over Saturday with another coach who was part of uh, another thing they put together, a young coaches want to be head coach thing, uh, all day Sunday, all day Sunday. And then Monday we got out of there at, I finally left around, I think we got on the road at three. So it was, it was an event. It felt like, you know, it was a while. It, so it, we only see, like, the, the sound bites, right? That's all we get. How much behind-the-scenes actual strategy sessions are you guys having? Are, are they including you in this stuff? I, I get there's some formalities, Hall of Fame dinner, but are you talking with ADs? Are you talking with your conference commissioner and deputy commissioners as part of this event? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a state of the union. Yes, we are. Uh, it's the second day. And you used to, 
this used to be the one thing I, you know, you can't miss this, and then you had the media on Monday morning for half a day. But we sit down. It's a referee deal. The referee head of referees, so uh, they go through all the rule changes, all the statistics, you know, from our conference last year, um, but it's kind of a Q&A, you know, and he shows video, he has some, some clips of the ones, you know, targeting is a big one, so they explain how that's done, and um, but that's a piece of it. Media is a piece of it. Uh, we're getting this much money from this news work. We're getting this much money. It'll be split between the schools. Uh, we have this many TV games, ESPN. Um, they go through that, how many hits, you know, stuff that, how many hits we have on social media as a conference. How many people watched our games? They tell us all that information. Uh, commissioner, he starts it all talks we talk about you know future actually this year was interesting um because all the stuff going on you know um you're going to be there uh tomorrow john all the realignment and how that's going to affect the fcs you know kind of predicting looking forward what do they tell you one. what do they tell you of that because you got a bunch of you got a bunch of payday games that, that are vital to the program and so do other big sky members what are they saying to you and you know what? I'm the one sitting there, John, and they're talking about all this. You know, if, if UCLA, you know, they're getting their ass ripped by the governor, but they might still go, and USC, and I'm, that's all I'm sitting there going, well, am I going to still be able to play the Pac-12 and still get that money? Um, that was not addressed. They were more just predicting what it's going to do to our conference, what it's going to do, how it's going to affect us down the line. Money game situation was not brought up, and it wasn't. I, I didn't think it was the time because nobody really knows what's going to happen when the dust settles right now. So I didn't think it was the time to ask that question. But we're we're looking into right now. I, I need a. We're looking into that right now, JJ and I, my athletic director that joined us. He, I need games. I need some future money games. So I'll know soon. In, in our future, uh, if you have the Vikes on again, I'll fill you in on that because I'm curious when I call such and such, you know, hey, uh, guarantee me 550 or 625. What do, where are we at? And I'll tell you what they say. You know I me, mean? I'm not going to hide it. Yeah, it, the market for those games has gone up. Because you know, I've, I'm seeing some of the deals that were made years ago that were like 350, 400, 425. I'm seeing fives and sixes now. Well, you're talking to the guy, John. You're talking to the guy from FCS that's pushing the envelope. You know, Alabama approached me after Washington smacked me in the chops that year. They were really good and went to the Final Four. Alabama said, "Well, if they can beat Portland State and still make the playoffs, let's call them." They called me. You know, because the FCS numbers between, depending on what conference you're in, between 400 and 625 right now. I told Alabama that year, I said, Saves, I said, it wasn't his people, but, you know, I'll talk like I talked to him. I said, Saves, give me one, because I was playing Arkansas that year, uh -huh. the next year. I said, give me 1.7, I'm all yours. <laughs> I said, we'll, we'll roll in, and I won't even ask for free sandwiches. They said no, sign somebody else for I saw the number actually uh, for like in, in the fives or sixes. Yeah, That's, but I wasn't going to play two SECs for no. five hundred. I mean, come on, Barnum's not that stupid. No, you know they've and they've got you know now that TV money's out there, you know what they can afford to pay. I think I think ultimately it'll trickle down to you guys. If I was the Big Sky, I'd be talking to you guys, going, "Look, this is great for the Big Sky because if the Big Ten and the SEC and the Pac-12 are going to start printing money." 
uh, with these new deals, that money's going to find its way down to those payday games. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? That's what I'm. That's that's the line I'm in, John. Because I would love to just play one of those games. You know, I, I would love to take one of those games off my docket in the future, which means I have to make more money on one of them. So that that's my plan in the back of my head. I, I'm tired of this, you know, two games, your odds you winning or or low. Yeah, we might sneak some, but I need to get that to one game. And if that happens, when that happens, I'm going to be in front of that line calling everybody that has an open date saying, hey, you know, pretzels, I'll buy section 69 free beer, <laughs> and let's roll. I'll be there. Oh, now just a section, not the whole stadium, is getting well, free beer? Get, they get a bigger crowd than me. <laughs> John, I can't do everybody. Let me ask you, Bruce Bartum's with us, Portland State's football coach. You've played – more than one of these big games and seasons where I've seen you play Washington and others in the same season, but that takes a physical toll on your team. How do you weigh that? Because I know that Washington game all those years ago, you guys got beat up a little bit in that game physically. Well, and we've talked, we've touched on this a little bit. You're right. That's something I have to watch. And that's why I won't sign up a, if you, if you, if you're on option. Army, Navy, I'm not signing up an option team because it seems like you get more beat up, you know, when they're cutting you and throwing at you. And I try to get uh, – I watch that. But, yes, the Washington game, honestly, is the only one I really got stuck at. I got, you know, uh, seven deadly sins. I got a little greedy. We took more money from, you know, Peterson. And they were good. I mean, they were fast. They up front. They dominated. And at halftime, I told you I had, a, you know, one of my student athletes actually was a season ending. I'm like, what am we doing here? But you have to watch that. That's more on the scheduling side, though. I think you kind of have to predict. Yeah. Okay, how good is this team going to be in five years? You know, who's the head coach? Are they in trouble now? Which means a coaching change. Which means I'll catch them on the rebound. You know, I, I look at those things when I schedule the game. Bruce Barnum's with us, Portland State football coach. I got a chance to talk to some of your guys recently, and we were talking about the games you have on the schedule. And uh, I believe you got Washington this year. And uh, th- you know, there was it, there was some light in there was some spark in your guys' eyes because I felt like they felt like, hey, this isn't a game where we're going to get blown off the field. Is there something going on with you guys? Like, are you talent-wise better than you've been in other years? And because I, I believe your guys believe, which is a, which is half the battle, isn't it? That's ninety percent of the battle, John. Yes, uh, we're talented. My, uh, for uh, I thought we should have won more last year. I the first meeting I had, John, was two days after the season ended last year. I sat down with my strength coach and my trainer. And I said, love you to death. You're the greatest guys in the world, but you get an F. I'm grading you F. We have to stay healthy. And I, I don't, that's not my world. I told them we must change this. I have, our team has to stay healthy. We don't have the depth everybody else has. But my want, my first group, you know, and some, sec- some of those second teamers, um, we have a chance every Saturday. But if they are in the tub, you know, in the, those cow troughs, you know, trying to get better, uh, we're we're not going to win. I need to stay healthy. If we do that, I think it will be fun to watch uh, every Saturday. You got a quarterback? I know in prior years you've had a veteran quarterback. I know he he finally aged out. What are you going to do at that position? 
Well, uh, you know, that's whatever. But that's that media day. You asked about media day. I said, hey, there's your quarterback. And hey, Davis is with Montreal Alouettes. Hey, Davis could throw the ball this far. Um, I like my, I like that line. If we play tomorrow, I like, I love QB1. He's different, you know, and that's one thing you have to do as a, as a coach. You have to make sure you, the offense melds, or whatever that word is, forms, conforms, I don't know what the word is, to who he is, you know. And he's, I mean, he, he, he's a dude. John, when I signed him, Deshaun Shedd, the guy that's with the Seahawks now coaching, uh, he played up there. This guy's brother, he had two brothers in the NFL. One of them's Locker. He just got signed in Detroit. His brother was next to Deshaun Shedd's Locker. He goes, oh, you know, I got a brother. Oh, goes, oh Portland State's talking to him. Deshaun Shedd finished my recruiting. He said, whoa, 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 Portland State, that's where I went. He said he has a chance to play there for Barney. Go. He's got, he committed to us. He's here. He's been waiting in line behind, you know, Davis. And he's fun to watch, John. He's growing up. So stay tuned on that one. I think, I think he could be a, a, a guy. All right, we've seen the transfer portal. And anytime you start talking like that, I start thinking, okay, are you going to develop a guy that is going to jump in the portal? How do you keep a guy out of the portal? Loyalty, that's all I have. You know, we've talked about this. And now, actually, when you come here, I just had a we'll talk in a future interview. There's a student athlete I know that's going somewhere else. And now you have to sign something. Um, I was not talked to by Coach Blank before I entered the portal. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the Big Sky thing, I went out with – there's five other coaches that I'm that I I think are dudes I like. We hang out, yada yada. We got together on a break before the Sunday dinner, I think it was, and you know uh, sat down and at the terrace saloon and shot the bull. And anyway, one of them showed me text from another school to one of his players. You know, the guy they were texting him saying, "Hey, you know, come here." We'll give you this and that. And he didn't know what to do. He said, what do we do about this? So that's where we're at as coaches. But all I have to throw at him is loyalty. I almost lost one guy this year. He sat in my office, tears, yada, yada. Coach, I love you. I'm going to stay here. But, you know, that's all I have. I can't. So I just try to treat the kids right. I think the more guys you could get to the NFL, and I know, like, you've had some guys over the year. The program has put guys in the NFL, like Deshaun Shedd, but – the more you can do that, the more you can tell guys you don't need to go somewhere else. Um, do you have a guy? Do you have NFL talent on this roster? We do. We do. Uh, we're getting a lot of attention already. Um, I have three guys on the watch list for uh, the Senior Bowl. I have a guy that I think, if he stays healthy, could play multiple years as a special teams slash backup receiver. You know. Um, I have some guys you're looking at, and probably four guys. So yes, this year I have that talent, and and, and you know that's I mean that's how you're gonna win. And all these coaches talk. I am the best coach ever. Right? Take care of my guys. I can out scheme anybody. It's who you have on your team. And this year, yes, we built it um, to where we have that talent that we're getting some attention from uh, the scout circuit. You know. Bruce Barnum with us, Portland State football coach. Um, let's pivot a little bit here. Uh, you know, you you mentioned the last time I talked to you that you guys were looking for that final home game. You were trying to lock down a stadium. You're playing your games out in Hillsboro. Did did you get resolution with the Sacramento State game? We did. We did. Um, 
I had it in my hands. You know, we talked the numbers I was throwing at them. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was the San Jose movement. I'm jumping. Sacramento State, yes, we were booted out of Hillsboro. Uh, we worked it out, and it will be Friday night um, instead of Saturday. It will be Friday night, our last home game, um, at Hillsboro. So that did get settled. That's good. So you just had to move from a Saturday to a Friday. Yes. They just didn't want to do it. They said, no way. We're traveling the week before, Barney. I'm not going to have a week less or a day less prep for you. I'm like, come on. Anyway, it, um, at the end, uh, we're playing Friday night and everything worked out. And I know we keep bringing up the idea that you need a home stadium. You you say it yourself, but do you feel like with the new athletic director, John Johnson, you, that you're in conversations or that you have a plan for that? It was in conversation the first week. John, um, JJ and I talked often. He actually introduced me to a guy. He pulled me in his office the other day. There was a guy that he's had at other stops, a construction guy that lives here in Portland. That you know. So yes, the talks are being had. Um, you know, I don't know when that is. It might be when when you and I are out fishing in the Okie Finoki, You know. Um, shaking hands and drinking lemonade at 80 years old. I don't know when, but at least he's on it. It's in the conversation. He's talking about it. He's talking about the right things. He's talking about the things I need. Uh, he came in. He said, you know, where are we at? I said, scholarships. You know, get me, get my scholarships up. Feed my team. I just need you to feed my team instead of me, you know, trying to Costco them and, you know, all this. Feed my football team and get me a stadium. You'll be money. Bruce Barnum has been kind enough to stick around for a second segment. Coming up, Coach, I want to ask you about your team this season. I want you to leave it right here. Uh, Portland State football coach Bruce Barnum continues after the break. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. has been with us. Uh, we are continuing an interview. We've been all over the map. I want to talk football now. Uh, and I want to get down to the nitty-gritty on your team, but also uh, I want to help people who are watching football games. When We always talk about third-quarter, second-half adjustments. Why why not make those adjustments during the game? Or are, or are those major adjustments better when you can gather your team a little bit and regroup? Because I know you're tweaking all the time, but give me an idea. You've been on a lot of staffs. You've coached a lot of games, you played that chess game with Mike Leach and others across the field. Like, you know, give us an idea of what we're seeing on game day adjustment-wise. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's why I do it, what you just said, and that's why I think you can win some games, John. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know where you got this question, but uh, this is a fun one. Um, the great coaches, and you can see it. Um, I'm, I'm breaking down next year's opponents now. The great coaches, or the above average, whatever you want, I don't know how you want to rank them. They do it in the first and second quarter. The guys that are all right do it at halftime. The guys who I know I'm going to beat don't ever do it, and they're all out there. You know, I see them all at my level, um, but there are guys that are doing it after each series. 
you know, and they they're over there. They adjust. You come back out, and you get you don't guess wrong. You predict wrong again. You say okay. So that's where being in a conference and knowing. I mean, the first thing I look at. I told you this moons ago, is who are their coaches? Who is their defensive coordinator? Obviously, because I'm more involved on the offensive side. What is his What is his background? Has he had success? What does he do in these situations? Um, you, you talked uh, last segment about Washington State. Uh, brief we Grinch I got Grinch he was the first that was his first game of being a defensive coordinator uh, when we beat them in 15 so know what they're going to do predict it but some of them are tough there are some good defensive coordinators in this conference. I mean, above and beyond. I know I could name two of them right now, but then there's other side, too. Um, I had a guy last year that didn't adjust, didn't adjust the entire game. You know, And then you're wow. going in at halftime as an offensive staff saying, okay, they're doing this. They're going to change at halftime. Here's their options. I'm guessing they do this. Let's make sure we're prepared for that. Let's run this. Let's go to this section on the game chart. I'm going to call this this to hopefully be a step ahead of him again. Uh, but then you come out and they're not doing it. You're like, oh, you know, what are you doing over there, Charlie Brown? Um, so that's a, the, as a game goes on, that's the most that's the most fun, John. That, that that's cool to try to you know it's that chess series we watched with that girl that swiped the whole nation and won that contest. <laughs> that's the game, you know. The Queen's Gambit. That, that's Queen's the, Gambit. the game yeah, you're playing. Yeah. Hey, uh, how do you know when you got another staff? Can you tell, just not from the result of the play, but can you look across the field and see the look on their faces or the turmoil on the sideline and, and you know you got them on the ropes? Yes. Yes. But you have to stay there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might have them for like three series in a row, uh, but you have to. You don't know when, uh, say, the head coach is stepping in. You don't know what's going. The game changes. You know, it always changes. So if you rest on your laurels, you're going to be sitting in the mud. Love that. Bruce Barnum is with us. Uh, the identity of this team. You switch quarterbacks. Will the identity change, or will you run what you run? Um, it, it, it'll. It'll just be tweet. It won't be that different. You might see more of what you saw, like with a when I was a coordinator here, because this kid runs. Uh, I think he's faster than most of the big sky. Uh, but you know, you have that. You know, you got to teeter back and forth. Uh, how many times you want to get him hit? You know, because that's a. You don't want to get him banged up. Um, so I think you'll see some. Not totally different, but because I like who who we've recruited. I think my receiving core. I think I have six receivers that uh, are just outstanding. I'm, uh, I mean, I think we have some ways to score. So I'm hoping. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to see if you just come to our game. Say you come to them three three a year, two a year, you'll see pretty much the same thing. The you know we got a chance to know some of your guys. You got a you got a defensive back who is big, tall, long. He's a great athlete. He was volunteering as part of your group at Camp Exceptional. I'm talking about Mike Jackson or Michael Jackson. I don't know what you call him, but he, the kid was fantastic. And I looked at him and I said, he's got NFL written all over him if he can play. Can he play? MJ is finding his way. You know, he's he came in a little bit of a greenhorn, you know, wide-eyed, but he's settling in. 
Um, and he's kind of one of my watch guys this year. You know, uh, you're right. He 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 looks the part. He's fast. He just, I mean, when the I'm hoping the game slows down for him this year. So, and on camp, except I saw him this morning. I I didn't even have to turn around. Uh, they were doing workouts, and I was talking to uh, some parents. They were watching the workouts and. And he said, Coach, and he talked behind me. You know his voice is so yeah. – I, I said, that's MJ. I don't even have to turn around. Um, and on your – you know, on your camp, uh, John, on camp exceptional, you know, I, you don't know this. I was up in the stands, and I talked to a grandfather. I talked to a mother. I talked to a dad. Um, then a couple of them came back as I was watching that final day. And, you know – uh, you talk about the day and our kids and that. what was pretty damn cool and everybody knows, it's just, I call it the Christmas effect the anticipation in those households of the kids at your camp and obviously I'm talking about the repeats the ones that come back yeah. the anticipation all year for those kids I saw I heard from those parents that was pretty cool stuff they're just oh yeah you know, Jared just was he couldn't he can't wait for this camp coach. He can't wait to be around your guys. That you know, that that's probably better than your week of camp. Those kids just you know, like I said, the Christmas effect. You, you got, see those presents and you're like, Oh my god, we're gonna vacation effect. It, going to Wally World in a month. Well Wally World might not be any fun, but thinking about how much fun it's gonna be is pretty cool. It's interesting because you guys have come out for years and supported, and now we are seeing like some of the same players are coming back each year, and they know the kids. They're familiar with the culture of the camp, and it really helps. And then what we have seen is, you know, the Portland State men's and women's basketball programs go, hey, you know, football's out there. We'll come out too. And then University of Portland says, hey, we'll come out too. And so pretty soon, like it's everybody like putting their arms around these kids, and I think it's. It just makes the camp. like So I appreciate you guys buying in. And what I'm telling our listeners and what I'm telling the campers and their parents is, look, Portland State football is supporting the community. They're supporting kids in the community. And, and they're carpooling out to, to be part of this camp five days in a row at 7 o'clock in the morning and staying there for hours and giving their energy. And they're not just going through the motions. like They are engaged. And so I said, in return, we got to support Portland State. We need to go out to Hillsboro as a group. People need to support and buy into those who are who are buying into the kids in, in our community. Well, you said it three times, and what you just said, John, and I was going to say I was going to sum it up in one word, but you have to fill time. All that's going on in Portland, all that's going on around here, you just said it. Community. When I walked away, when I left your camp that day, after Anna was very kind and giving me a, a free cup of Joe. Um, it was the bottom of the you know rotten pot cooking, but I didn't care. Uh, the black smudge is what I prefer. Walking away, I said, you know what? That that's what people need to see around here. And you talk about Portland and the community and what we used to be. You know, I, I remember going to Portland. John, here's, here's a note. I would go to Portland. My brother, they drop us off. My dad worked at that building you used to be in with a tree on it. Looks like a Duracell battery. Yep. And we knew that was home base. If you're not there at noon to have lunch with Dad, you're going to be in trouble. But we we got to wander the city. We'd run it, my brother and I. We'd just run it. But I remember coming back once, 
and I, he was sitting there, we're waiting outside with his friends, and I dropped like a, like the silver thing that gum comes in. Yeah. That dropped out of my pocket on the ground. I almost lost my ear. My dad grabbed me because I walked away from it. And he said, you do not ever litter here. Do you not understand the fine? <laughs> you know, and he's, that's a three. And, but then you see what we've become. It's a little messy around here in spots. But I walked away from your deal, and I said, you know what? That's the community. That's the people. That's the laughter. I talked to the tennis coach at LaSalle. He was out there, and all his tennis players were watching over. They weren't they weren't play, paying attention to the coach. They were watching all the screaming and hollering at your place. And I walked away going, you know what? That's Americana. That's that's what who we are. Anyway. There's a ramble for you. No, I Sorry. love that. I love that. Hey, look, I, I I encourage people to support Portland State football. Look at the schedule. Pick out a home game or two to attend. I, I, we've been out there with the kids. It's a fantastic family event, especially that Friday night game at the end. But get to know this team. Get to know Bruce Barnum. We'll have you on throughout the season, Coach. But I wanted to catch up with you out of media day. So thank you for making time for us. All right. Thanks, John. Man, really good stuff with Bruce Barnum. I, I got to tell you, the the campers who are at Camp Exceptional were ecstatic to go to camp. But Barnum is missing part of the equation. Part a, a large part of the equation, a large part of why the kids at the camp are excited about coming back to the camp is the culture and the atmosphere of the camp. And we there are, for people who don't know Camp Exceptional, it was born, um, this was the ninth camp this summer, happens every July. It sells out every July, uh, and it is a camp uh, that is a sports camp, but it's really more of a relationship camp, and it is a camp that is comprised of special needs kids or kids with challenges who are in the camp alongside kids who are typical, and we have utilized Portland State football players for years as team leaders, and now Portland State basketball, men's and women's programs are coming out, and the University of Portland, Shantae Leggins brought his team out. And I can't tell you what it means for kids who are both uh, facing challenges and kids that are typical. I can't tell you what it means uh, to them to see athletes who are essentially heroes in their eyes. These big, hulking, giant football players who come out and take kids by the hand and run them through drills and smile with them and are engaged with them. And I'm not kidding you. Like The, the team leaders are required to be out at the camp at like 7 o'clock in the morning for camp and the camp ends at noon every day they're they're not getting paid they're volunteered you know they volunteer they raise their hands they carpool out from many of them coming from downtown portland out to milwaukee and they go through this camp and they invest in the kids and by the end of the camp uh, the kids are high-fiving the counselor and they're telling the team leaders we're going to come see you play football and it's a remarkable experience and it doesn't happen though without bruce barnum's team buying in and I know it's Big Sky football. I know it's FCS football, okay? It's not like seeing the Oregon Ducks or the Oregon State Beavers play. But if you want to give back, give back by buying a ticket to go see Portland State football play this season. Go see them in Hillsboro. Take your family out there and know that you can feel good doing it. Leave it here. More ahead. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.